Welcome to the Beauty in the Network podcast. I am your host, Jasmine Jones, brand strategist for bridal hair and makeup artists and beauty team owners. Tune into this podcast weekly for tips and tricks to help you start and scale your very own bridal beauty business and the systems that's needed to help you maintain it all. Tune in weekly for guest episodes, marketing, mindset, and personal development trainings to help you step into the CEO that's already inside of you. Hey friends, today's episode is going to be a mixture of two things. I'm going to be sharing with you my quarter one review. I'm going to be talking about the profit that I made. Guys, this has literally been the highest sales quarter that my bridal business has ever had in history. And I'm going to be talking to you about three things that I have definitely implemented in my life and in my business that has helped me really take my business to new income milestones, but not just income milestones, just a new way of living. If you are an overachiever like myself, if you are a recovering workaholic like myself, if you are used to always having to hustle and you are tired of hustling and you are just ready for a way that you can operate in your business effortlessly in a way that is sustainable where you can enjoy the life and the business that you created for yourself girlfriend or a boyfriend go get a pencil go get a notebook because it is about to go down Okay, so let's hop on into it. So like I said, today is going to be a mixture of two things. Today is Wednesday and normally or not normally, I've brought back Woo Wednesdays and Woo Wednesdays is all about mixing in your spirituality, not like spiritual, like religious and things like that. I am talking about basically grounding yourself, like your intuition, letting your gut lead you, manifestation, all of those things that I honestly used to think was bull shenanigans and literally this is the reason why my business is taking off because I'm not letting scarcity guide me. I am letting my gut guide me. I am letting things, you know, just, you know, if you're into the universe and things like that, I am letting, you know, whatever feels right to me, whatever feels effortless to me, I'm just letting it go right I'm letting it go I'm going with the flow and I'm not really taking too much pressure on trying to control everything guys I'm a Scorpio I like to be in control I like to have things kind of like go as I please and when it doesn't I get very frustrated and I am really learning a new way of operating so Let's go ahead and dive on in. So I'm going to be sharing with you my quarter to review. In my uh, first quarter of business, January, February, and March, honestly, January usually is my lowest income month, February as well, and then things start to pick up around March. But the way that I have um, uh, laid out my business and the way that I accept payments, the way that I operate, the way that I qualify people, which I will talk about a little bit later into the episode, I have made in sales, um, and I don't have my paper with me, but it is $24,127.53. And guys, let me tell you, that is the most money that my business has ever made in a quarter. In a quarter. A quarter is 90 days. So that's almost $25,000, right? Almost $25,000, which is huge because... 
I remember the months when I used to struggle to make $1,000 and, you know, struggle to make $3,000. Now our average is about $8,000 a month, which is amazing. Last month, we actually made um, a little bit over $10,000. The month before, it was about seven, and the month before, it was like a little bit over five. So yeah, things are going very speedy over here, which I am so thankful for. But there are three things that I want to share with you that I have learned that I have personally had to master in order to reach these new income levels. Now, if you are sitting here and you're like, okay, well, Jasmine, like, of course you did that because you have a team. Friends, you do not need to have a team in order, in order, in order to make the income that I am making. There are so many different ways that you can create income in your business, like virtual makeup classes, virtual skincare classes, you can sell products online. Whatever it is, you can get creative. This is your business. Run the ship how you want to run the ship. And if you need help directing your ship, girl, slide into my DMs at Beauty in the Network. I am always here to talk to you. So first thing that I want to talk about that has really helped me navigate the new growth in my business. And you're going to be like, girl, what? It is saying no saying no where are my people pleasers friend you gotta stop that you have to stop saying yes because you want to be nice right and when when I used to have people reach out to me especially around busy season they would say hey I want to do a style shoot or hey you know xyz just canceled on me I need somebody can you help out you know whatever it is and you would just feel obligated like oh my gosh like this is my favorite planner this is my favorite whoever. I feel bad about this story that they're telling me. Oh my gosh, I want to help them out. Friends, it is okay if you do not have the energetic capacity to help everyone out. It is not your job to help everyone out. If you say no, that is not the end of the world. They're going to go and ask someone else. Also, when it comes to saying no, I feel like I need to say this because this just like popped into my head. Stop emotionally discounting. Friends, this I used to <laughs> emotionally discount so much, especially in my early stages of business, because people would just come to me with all these sad stories like, oh my gosh, well, this happened, and then my dog got sick, and then that happened, and then all of this just started falling apart, and I just really need somebody that can do X, Y, Z, and the budget isn't there, and all of these things, and you know, people, like, we we are humans, we have emotions, we have feelings, but at the end of the day, we have a business to run. We have our bills to pay. We have our families to feed. And when we emotionally discount, we are telling the universe, hey, I know that I'm worth this, but I'm going to discount because of this sad story. Or I'm going to discount because they can't afford it. Guys, we are in a market, the hair and makeup world, if you are a hair and makeup artist, we are in the field of I don't even want to say vanity, but it is not a necessity. It is not a necessity. And if someone wants to come to you because they like your work, 
because they want to work with you and they're going to give you a sad story. And guys, I'm going to tell you this. Sometimes the story isn't even true. And I don't want to be like a negative Nancy, but sometimes the story isn't even true. Sometimes people are just telling you a sad story because they want to manipulate your thought patterns into making you feel bad. And I do understand. Yes, we are in Corona. Yes, we are in a pandemic. I do understand that. But People need to understand, like, we are not the, like, the build-a-face workshop. We are not just going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to come out and do eyes. I'm just going to come out and do skin. Or if, if you want to do that, that, that's cool. If you want to do that, that's totally fine. Then if, if, if any of this doesn't resonate with you, then just put it, put my words in the trash, whatever. But I'm saying, make sure that when you are, if you are going to discount, do it because you want to, not because someone is guilt tripping you into making you feel like you have to do that. Because at the end of the day, they don't even need to book your service. They don't need to. They want to, right? They want to book you. And if they want to book you, they can pay your prices without even asking for a discount or giving you a sad story. I've had people in the past that they would ask me for a discount and I would tell them no and they would still pay in full, like no hesitation. They just ask because they want to see if you're going to actually do it. So please, I just felt like I had to say that. Do not emotionally discount. But yes, saying no. We need to say no more often because it is not the end of the world. If we tell someone no, it is okay. You are not going to get shunned out of the hair and makeup world. Nobody is going to, you know, make you feel terrible about anything because at the end of the day, this is your business that you have to run. This is your livelihood, right? So saying no was a big thing for my business growth because when I started to say no, I had more time to focus on the things that I actually needed to do that would grow my business, right? So when you have time to actually focus on the things that you need to and you're not spreading yourself thin because you want to say yes to everyone and anyone, then that is when we start to actually see growth in our business. So the second thing is, and it kind of goes into saying saying no, but the second thing is setting personal and work boundaries. Oh, ciao. Oh, boundaries. Boundaries. Okay, <laughs> I'm done. But boundaries, friends. We need to know when we need to draw a line. So some boundaries that I have are my work hours. I will respond to messages, um, not messages, uh, emails during a certain time frame. Now, since we are in a busy season right now, I did extend my work hours just a little bit because I'm going to be traveling a little bit. I'm going to be traveling a little bit, so I know that I'm going to be getting home a little bit later in the day. So I just, you know, extended my work hours just by like 30 minutes or like an hour. And I would respond to people only during those times. I do not text. I do not text. If you text me, I'm going to send you an email that says, hey, I got your text. Email is the best way to communicate because you're not going to be texting me at 8 p.m. You're not going to be texting me in the morning time. You're not going to be texting me at all of these times. I communicate through email, right? So figure out when do you communicate? 
Where do you communicate? How often do you communicate? And what days, right? I only communicate Monday through Friday. Saturday and Sunday, you already know. And it's so crazy because like, it's not even crazy. It's just our, my clients respect my email communication hours because they know if it's Saturday and Sunday, I need to message Jasmine at the beginning of Friday in the morning time so she sees my email so she knows on Monday, you know, X, Y, Z. They know this and they they respect it. They don't message me on Saturday. They do it literally like right before I like wrap up my, my email hours. So when you have boundaries, people are going to respect you on a whole nother level, right? You have to show that you respect yourself and the way that you operate your business and people will reflect you, right? So if you respect yourself, they are going to respect you. Like, oh my God, she doesn't play around. I'm not going to be messaging her as Saturday night uh, and uh, thinking that I'm going to get an email on Sunday morning when that's family time, right? You need to lay the boundaries down. If you want somebody to respect you, show them that you respect yourself by having those boundaries and clearly communicating those boundaries, right? So email communication hours, um, having the days that you communicate with people, um, when you're going to hear from them or when they can expect to hear from you. Also with boundaries, Knowing what you will and will not accept. So let me just talk a little bit about policies. Um, so one of the policies that I have, and especially I feel like this is so necessary to say, especially during busy season as we are in right now with spring, I know that um, a handful of you probably have uh, brides. If you work in the wedding field, you probably have brides who were supposed to get married last year and they are, you know, getting married this year. So there's a lot of, um, you know, unavailable dates, right? There's a lot of unavailable dates. And you are going to have other brides who are not going to be as on the ball, right? So it was a situation where I was doing some trials last week and I had a bride who wanted me to do a trial run for her. She's a 2022 bride and she wanted me to do a trial run for her. And I, you know, messaged her. And uh, I was letting her know, hey, this is how you can secure a, a, a trial run appointment. Um, she didn't say anything, so I followed up and, you know, basically copy-pasted um, the email that I sent her. And she was like, yeah, let's go ahead and do it. By the time that she reached out, that date was already, um, you know, booked out. So I said, well, if you still want to do this trial, it would have to be, um, you know, on this day at this time. And she was just dragging her foot. She was dragging her foot. I do not do same-day appointments, no ma'am, no sir, I do not, because I need you to get it together in order for me to go ahead and put you on my calendar, right? I am not going to be, you know, just going around with my day thinking, do I have an appointment at three? Do I not have an appointment at three? Is she going to book today or is she not going to book today? No, I do not have same day appointments. You need to book at least 24 to 48 hours in advance in order for your date and time to be secured on my calendar, right? That's just a boundary that I have for myself as well as my team. I'm not going to just text my team and say, hey girl, you got something today at three. I don't know what she got going on at three, right? So in order for somebody to respect your time, you need to show them that you respect your own time, right? So I had this one bride, I got so spicy just now. <laughs> I had this one bride 
outside and she was just dragging her foot and she wanted to have an appointment that next day and I said hey like you know I followed up with you on this date and then I refollowed back up with you on that day and since you did not secure your appointment time that day is no longer available and she was basically trying to make it seem like oh well since you're canceling and blah 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 blah, all of these craziness people are going to try and guilt trip you people are going to say can you squeeze me in or can you make time for me this is a busy season if you want somebody to you know make the time for you you have to show them that you respect their time and if someone shows you over and over that they do not respect their time that is showing me or the universe is showing me that this does not need to be your client because she already doesn't have it together right now so what would it look like you know moving forward and I do understand that life happens and things like that but when it comes to me the way that I operate I operate a little bit different I don't know if it's the Scorpio in me the control freak in me or what but I need you to be on your p's and q's because if you're not okay I'm not stressed for anybody's money so I just kind of was like all right thank you next Ariana Grande right and people need to know that if you want to work with me, you need to have it together. You need to respect my policies. You need to respect my boundaries. And if you don't, okay, that's cool. We are not the team for you. And carry on and keep on moving. We don't have time to just, you know, play, you know, like telephone, like, hey, like, are you going to book or no? Are you going to book or no? Just keep going and go along with your day. So have boundaries. That is something that has been so huge because people respect me more and they actually see oh she's a real company she is a real hair and makeup artist she doesn't play around I just can't message her last minute and expect her to drop everything right so you get what you put out have those boundaries um and then lastly they all just kind of like tie in together but the last one is raise your standards right so let me say a little bit about this when it comes to raising your standards so my bridal beauty business we are a boutique style hair and makeup company which means we do not take a hundred weddings a month i mean a month Woo, that's crazy a hundred weddings a year we don't even do 80 we don't even do 60 we do about 50 like 50 ish um this year it might go a little bit over 50 but that is because i have a minimum that is because i screen the brides that i work with brides want to work with you and they're screening you you are also screening those brides right so I have things in place that I have set up for my qualification process right so like I said I do have a minimum so if I have someone that reaches out to me and they're like hey I'm just you know a bride only and you know it's just going to be me getting hair and makeup done I know that I'm probably going to refer you to somebody else because I have a team We take larger bridal parties. We take larger bridal parties because we have a minimum. I know that I can book, you know, maybe like three or four weddings in a month and make about $5,000 on just that income alone, right? Because we have a minimum. So we don't have to work as hard. We don't have to do, you know, 10 and 15 weddings in a month. Even if I had a big enough team, I would still not book, you know, 10 
115 weddings a month because that is too much stress on me. And I don't, I personally don't want to deal with that. Um, that's just me. I don't want to deal with that. So I don't. That is why I have these minimums. So I have certain things, um, that helps me with my qualification process that I actually teach in my uh, Bridal Beauty Business Blueprint program as well as in my Accelerator course. So I teach these things because when you have people reaching out to you, you want to make sure that if you work with somebody that they are going to be a good fit to work with you. You are the prize. They want to work with you. They want your talent. They want your expertise. They want your knowledge. They want your personality. And when you like flip the perspective as, oh, these brides, um, she wants to work with me or she wants to give me money to do this. It's she wants to work with you because you are the talent. You are providing them a service that they need, right? You are the prize. You are the prize. So you get to qualify who you work with, right? And remember that it is not the other way around. So when you start to qualify your uh, your clients and once you start to raise your standards and you can do that by raising your prices, you can uh, raise the experience. There's so many different things of how you can raise your standards when it comes to, you know, qualifying uh, people to work with you. But we want to make sure that when we are doing this, that everything is in alignment and that it is something that is going to help us work less and make more money, right? Everything is not about profit with me. It is about sustainability sustainability. It is about our mental health. It is about our sanity. It is about our physical well-being. All of those things are important to me. And I want people to really realize that you can have a business that you love, where you can make amazing income in your bridal beauty business or whatever kind of business that you have, but you have to set it up accordingly, right? When you set up your business for success, that means that you can have less effort in doing all all of the things because you set up your business with intention, right? And that is what I teach. That is what I talk about because I remember the days when my business was not set up with intention and I was constantly in hustle mode. I was constantly burning out. I was constantly, you know, just doing the most because I felt like I had to because my prices didn't make sense. I didn't have a way to qualify people. I was saying yes to everybody to do everything, spreading myself way too thin And these are the three tips that I really wanted to share with you because after implementing these, just these three small things, it made a huge, 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 huge difference in the way that I operate my business and the income that I made. And I really want that for you as well. You can have this as well. I'm a regular girl who has, you know, 50 million typos (laughs) and like there's nothing special about me. The only thing that is, you know, you know, special about me is I have a vision and I go and do the damn thing. I don't just sit there and think and plan. I used to because I would try and, you know, overthink my way out of it. But I would have an idea and I would just go. And even if it didn't work the first, second, third, fourth, fifth time, I would still use it and say, okay, well, how can I, you know, perfect this? How can I, you know, do something that can, you know, shift the way that this result is showing up? And I was constantly fine tuning things. There's no one and done in your business. You have to be so determined to, you know, constantly perfect, constantly fine tune because that is where you see the success. So 
Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Hopefully, you had a ton of value from this podcast. And if you loved anything that I shared today, please just screenshot this episode and let me know and tag me on Instagram. Bye, boo. Hey friend, did you enjoy today's episode? If you did, I have a quick favor to ask. Can you screenshot this episode and tag me over at Beauty and the Network? Or if you want to take it a step further, I would absolutely love if you can help me reach my goal of getting 50 reviews by the end of 2021 by just leaving me a quick review, letting me know what major takeaways that you got from today's episode on whatever platform that you love to listen to your podcast. I would truly appreciate it and I hope that you have an amazing rest of your day. Bye, babe.